Hello and welcome to the NFL Preview Show powered by Odds Checker. I'm Tom Julian, this is Ben McClymont and this guy right here, Jeff Reinbold. Jeff, great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm great, fellas. It's, it's uh, just about time for practice back here, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to practice, but before that, always talking about all of you guys. Yeah, well let's wrap through it, Ben, because there's loads and loads, loads to talk, to talk about. about I feel like we say that every week but Jeff there's one person that we need to start with and it's Ryan Fitzpatrick I can't believe we're talking about him again it's week three our producer is celebrating in the corner Jeff what's happened what's he putting on his cereal and where can I get some <laughs> I think what's happened Tom really is you're talking about a 14 year veteran that will get to spend the off season with those receivers and they've got a talented group of receivers he's a veteran who you can't fool He's always been a little bit of a streaky guy. So when you look at him, I think he's at the in his life and his career. Basically, he's just playing house month. He's made his, you know, he's made his millions. You know, he's got an opportunity to be a starter in his career. There's no real pressure on him. He's just out there having fun and playing. And I think you saw evidence of that in the press conference after the game when he comes dressed. Yeah. Connor McGregor, and it was just—it was a breath of fresh air. I think that's what he's brought to the Bucks. Yeah, after watching Hard Knocks last year, I think this is what we expected last year. This new, fresh Bucks and Dirk Cotter's maybe a wily veteran as well. But how how much has he improved this year? Not just the Bucks, but Dirk Cotter as a coach is now they're talking. Is he started great? He's one of the better coaches in the league all of a sudden. Well, I tell you what, it's. it's so dependent upon how your players play. And, you know, last year, everybody down from dirt. Now, now they're saying that they've anointed him as the you know, comeback coach of the year or whatever. The bottom is your players got to play. And what he's done and the organization has done, they've gone out and improved in the offseason. Brought in better defensive players. They've always had some weapons on offense. I think, you know, Fitz so much further ahead than Jameis is in terms of his understanding of the NFL game, how that three coverage is, where the ball needs to go fast, getting sure, you know, how to create one-on-ones, all that stuff. And so when your quarterback's playing, you become a great coach real fast. Yeah, well, let's just recap a second, Jeff, because this is a second 400-plus yardage performance from Fitzpatrick. Uh, he went 27 of 33, 402 yards, and another four-touchdown uh, pass performance. It's just incredible. And, and that's against the Super Bowl champions, Ben. 28-21 at the Raymond James Dome. So from a coach's point of view, Jeff, is there any way that you see Jameis Winston starting week four? <laughs> Not if I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. It makes and sense. I just think it would be unbelievable. It would be beyond... It wouldn't be beyond my comprehension, but it would be really shocking to me if Fitz has another week, even close to what he's had, and we see Jameis Winston playing quarterback for the box. I, I just really believe that in this business, you ride a hot hand. The Bucks are playing better than they've played in years. Yeah. Why do you not begin to entertain the change in the yeah, I don't see any way you can personally. And it was it'll be shocking to me if if they started uh, Fitzpatrick. But uh, we'll talk about something else that was shocking, and that was kicking. 
Oh. Now, Tommy fancies himself as a bit of a kicker. He said it's an easy job. Uh, but it was proven this week that it was not an easy job. So we've got 12 missed field goals and seven extra points. As a special teams coach, Jeff, how do you sum this up? Well, I, 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 it's, it's the nature of it. I mean, I, I just people have to understand that to go out in the park with your mates and kick all around is one thing. But to stand in front of 85,000 people and under the pressure and all of the you know, focus, all of that, and then able to deliver, that's not easy to do. And it looks easy, but it ain't easy. And if it was easy, we wouldn't have a weekend like that. I think Tom, you've got signings and how you can have a football team during the season. Bailey signed with the Vikings. Oh, watch out because that fills a major hole in their roster. And, you know, he is one of the most active kickers in kind of history. Yeah. And I thought that was an outstanding job by Sawyer Guapkick. Yeah, Mike Zimmer was brutal in his uh, when when he cut his kicker. Right, he was just like, "Was that an easy decision?" Yeah, did you see him play? Oh. It was it was cold hearted. But uh, but Jeff, it's so important, and like like you say, not not everybody can just just go out and and, and kick. Obviously, I can. And when you <laughs> when you come over, um, obviously you're going to teach me a few things, and we'll make sure we get that on video. I'd like to I'd like to put my skills to the test. Well, one more weekend like this, and I'll be calling you for your. <laughs> The thing is, though, remember Nate Peterman last year threw four interceptions in one quarter, and he got another starting job this uh, this year, the first week. Kickers, you don't get much leeway, do you? That's a great point, Jeff. Have you seen a bit of a change in the pressure of kickers over the over the years? Do they do they have a have a shorter lifespan than maybe they used to? Well, I think they've always had a short lifespan. I just think that this this weekend drew an awful lot of attention to it. But I, I, you know, one thing about these guys. You talk to them, all of them, and I'll tell you, they've all been cut two or three times. So they recognize that it's business. And, you know, you, you're, the Adam Finitaries of the world are very, very, very few and far between. Most of these guys are going to bounce around between one team or three teams, and, and that's just the nature of the business. Yeah. They're great when they're hot, and they, they'll find another one. Yeah, the Vinatieri's, the Julians, you know, they're hard to find, Ben. Um, Jeff, I've, I've got to pick your brain here. Uh, Vontae Davis. Now, have you seen this, Ben? I've seen this, yeah. Vontae Davis retired at half-time. I know the Buffalo Bills have had a terrible start, Jeff, but have you ever seen a player retire at half-time? <laughs> I've never seen a player on his team at half-time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, you know, I have mixed, really mixed things about this. And, and on one hand, you know, from a standpoint of being a player, to have a guy just not come out the second half is almost beyond belief, right? You feel the sense of betrayal that they must feel, frustration they must feel. But on the other hand, you recognize this game is not soccer, it's not you know, uh, any of those other non-contact sports. This is a violent game. What I read in his statement was that it, between the lines was that I, I was like he was concerned about his health. If you can't go out there and be willing to throw it in there and mm. play, 
then you're guaranteeing yourself you're going to win. And I think I can understand that part. You just don't want any more of it. I mean, this and Roberto Duran are going to go down as the two biggest moments, I think, where I just quit, just gave up. Yeah, I did see that as well. I know that he was inactive last week, and I think he was unsure about retiring this summer. So it did seem like it was a 50-50 decision, and he made the wrong one, but... What about you, Tom? How would you feel if your teammate left you at half-time? It's not the right time, is it? Well, yeah, I listened to the Lorenzo Alexander interview and and he was just absolutely stunned. He just Like Jeff, couldn't think of a time where, where somebody had just, just quit on the team like that. And I mean, the Bills are a real... I mean, it'd be kind to say that they're rebuilding. They don't know what they are at the moment. But you, you go out and you put your body on the line every week as a teammate. And to, to have somebody just go... Nah, sorry, I don't, I don't fancy that anymore. That's a that's a really incredible, incredible yeah. move. You sit on the bench. Having said that, what, what Jeff said there, I mean, Vontae Davis is a 10-year veteran. He's, he's put his body on the line time and time and again. And if you're not ready to go, then, you know, then you're no good to your team anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's true, yeah. Uh, so, Jeff, I want to talk to you one more, uh, one more subject before we have to let you go to practice. Um, Jeff, there was another tie this weekend. What was happening in the NFL? Two ties in two weeks. Somebody tell me what's happening. Well, that's kind of... You could have segued that question right into the kicking <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's that the reason. <laughs> bad, bad. I mean, some pieces that were really... I, you can get a guy in a 53-yard wind or whatever, but a number of them that were close. And, you know, you just... You, you really wonder, but... I think one of the things that you do see, Neil, just how... Or, Tommy, you just Tommy. call me Neil Reynolds. I've got way more hair than Neil Reynolds, Jeff. I don't. <laughs> just how close the competition is in the National Football League. You know, when you can have ties, you can have two ties and two weeks. Yeah. I think that says that there's a tremendous parity in the league and you know, games are going to come down to the wire. Yeah, the worst bit as well was as soon as Carlson walked out, and it was the same with Gonzalez for the Browns, you just knew they were going to miss. There was no way you could see them starting it through. It's what's going to happen. But it shouldn't take away from the fact that it was a great game. Yeah, 29 yeah. all. Like, that doesn't happen often. Two good, I said good quarterbacks, two great quarterbacks. Cousins really stepped up, 425 yards, four touchdowns. Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs have to be made up there in consideration for the best receivers in the league, the best duo. How do you see this division going? Surely the Bears look good, but it's between these two, isn't it? Well, I, I think I think the Bears are the next best team in the league right now. They 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 get a little untracked on offense. You know, after they get through the first fifteen, they strip. They kind of stall a little bit offensively. The defense has to be better all the time. Vikings probably are the best overall team right now. Mm. Uh, and you, you know how you talk about teams trying to move and see if they go out, bring in Bailey as a kicker, and they just signed one of my guys, Alton Robinson. Was a Super Bowl team in Atlanta and was with San Francisco. Great vertical speed, and it's going to provide for them if they don't have right now a vertical stuff. Because Diggs is not a vertical guy, Ewan's not a vertical guy, great players, but they need to kind of push the top off the coverage. And I think that's Val's brought in Allen. Yeah, well, Jeff, we're going to let you go to training, but before you go, I've got a little stat for you to, uh, to impress 
all your uh, all your team with. So there's never been a tied game three consecutive weeks in a row. We've had two in 97, 2016, and obviously just gone this weekend, but there's never been three. Ben, is it going to happen this weekend? Yep, and it's going to happen to the Browns. Oh, of course yes, it Browns is. Again. It's, that, that, that just makes sense. It's vintage Browns. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time every week. Um, we're looking forward to speaking to you again next week when obviously the Browns will have tied. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you. Cheers, Jeff. See you soon, Jeff. Ben, always good to chat with Jeff, always. get his picks, but now we get on to the serious business. Week three, it's coming around the corner, and it's going to be another good one. We're starting with the Sky Sports action, 6 p.m. game on Sunday. It's the Saints at the Falcons. Ben, excited for this one? This is the pick of the week for me, I think. This is a massive game, divisional clash. Two teams who are at the start of the year, pick two, maybe go all the way, go close anyway. Yeah. And the Panthers are in this division as well. And now I think this is a great division. So I think you can get great value on the Saints here. Do you? I, I think the Saints have started off poorly in a way they don't look great. Everyone says they miss Mark Ingram. The defence doesn't look very good. But 6-4, to four, I know they're going into the Falcons. The Falcons looked better last week, but they're there for the taking. There's a huge matchup here, I think, between the man Julio Jones, wide receiver for the Falcons, against Marshawn Lattimore. Now, Lattimore had the better of Jones last year, but hasn't started off the strongest. If Lattimore can keep Jones quiet, which we know that the Falcons are susceptible sometimes in the red zone, that's hard for me to say susceptible, <laughs> yes. uh, if they can be kept quiet in the red zone, and Drew Brees finds a bit of rhythm, because he's, he's not quite got on the same page with his receivers yet, then the Saints have a massive bounce-back potential here they, they have I think Michael Thomas on the same wavelength anyway there's like 20 receptions I think in two games which is unbelievable 28 receptions 269 yards that's some serious stats he's the best in the NFL yeah. right now but I think Matt Ryan's maybe learned like he's going away from Julio Jones in the red zone where he went away last week and he used Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper and I think that might be the way to go they, they've got such an array of receivers why not use them all yeah and we've also I like a, oh sorry go on I like an Austin Hooper anytime touchdown go on I was going to say What's the odds? I don't know at this moment in time. Oh, okay. Sorry, but you, you just fancy him to score. Oh, yeah. He's in my fantasy team as well. This is going to be a big year for Austin Hooper. He disappointed me first week, but second week. So you're, you're backing the Saints to win, but Austin Hooper to get on the score sheet. Yeah, well, Falcons are going to score, aren't they still? That's true. That is very, very true. I think it's going to be quite a lively um, affair when it comes to scoring. So I am going Saints half-time, but... Falcons full time. 11 to 2. We love one of those. We do love one of those. And over 54 is evens as well. I think it might just blow up. Yeah. What a game. Yeah. Sky Sports, you could have an be that absolute good. winner on your hands there. Let's move on to another 6pm game. And I think, Ben, this week, there's, if you've got Game Pass, there's such a great choice yeah. for, uh, for Game Pass viewers. Obviously, you're going to pick your team. But if you're, if you're a, a team agnostic, then there's a lot of good games to come. And this is one of them. San Francisco 49ers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Ben, another free-scoring team in the Chiefs. Finally at home... They get, to, yeah. uh, they get to entertain their home crowd for once. And Patrick Mahomes has just been on fire. Yeah, would you be scared to go back home? Won't you just play away all season? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It it's true. Two great young quarterbacks as well. Like, everyone must be looking forward, I certainly am, to watching these two quarterbacks go at it. Because I think that's what it's going to turn into. Neither defence has proven themselves yet. So I think both teams could, could really go off. I've even got over 60 and a half points for this one. Wow. What's so, 31 what? to 20. But I don't know. I think it might happen. Mahomes is scoring, he'll score 30, 40 points easily. 10 touchdowns in two games for Mahomes, which yeah. is just crazy. And his odds have actually dropped to be MVP down to 16 to 1. He's 
I mean, he's getting hotter and hotter as the season progresses. Well, about Watson last year, it can, I know that was an injury, but it can always, and Wentz as well, it can kind of fall apart for these young quarterbacks. They get thrown in there at the deep end, and then can they make it through the whole year? Physically, mentally, it's a big year. Well, you mentioned him earlier. Jimmy Garoppolo was that wonder kid at the end of last year, and so far this season, he's had two kind of indifferent games, and the 49ers are one and one. What's happened to Garoppolo, and how does he get that mojo back? Is it the talent around him, or is there just something... I mean, he was never going to go on and yeah. win forever, but there's something not quite right. Yeah, they had Carlos Hyde last year was a, was a big get-out for him. He could dump it off to him, and he ran really well. Yeah. Matt Brady did run really well last, this week, 138 yards thing. Um, the receivers done the great. Pierre Garçon last year carried them a bit. They've got Kittle, who's like his go-to guy. Uh, I think Goodwin got injured first week as well. He's a big guy who can kind of blow the top off you. So it's, I think it's talent around as well. Jarek McKinnon would have been really nice in that in that offense. There's a reason they paid a lot of money for him. I think it's about seven mil. So I think it's talent around really. And also people that know what to expect when you're what are they one and ten when he went in one and yeah, nine. Yeah. Like what what do you expect from Jimmy Garoppolo? Not a lot. Like this is a losing team now. Suddenly it's like this is the man. He's he's a high high and. Date to whoever he wants. <laughs> and, and defences know a little bit more about him as well. Uh, the, uh, the 49ers are actually 12-5 outsiders in yeah. this one. Do you see any chance for them? I see a the chance. Balls? I think they'll keep it close, but Chiefs 2-5, two, two to five, small or short odds, but I think and, it's going to happen. And you've got to watch out for Tyreek Hill versus Richard Sherman. Sherman hasn't missed a trick this year, Ben. I think he's only um, allowed one pass that's come at him. Quarterbacks still aren't targeting Sherman, so you imagine that he's going to line up alongside Tyreek Hill, whether he can nullify... He's going to be targeted this week. Well, yeah. Tyreek Hill, come on. He's insane, isn't he? The cheetah. Cheetah yeah. speed. I love it. Sherman hasn't got the speed, he's got the nous. I think the one thing that could get Sherman is speed. Yeah. And this guy's got an abundance of it. So you're still having Tyreek Hill anytime scorer? I think I'll take it every week. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a sensible bet. Another big game at 6pm on Sunday, which you can find on Game Pass, is the Green Bay Packers at the Washington Redskins. Aaron Rodgers still struggling with a bit of a knee strain, yeah. Ben. He played pretty well, it has to be said, uh, last week. Do you think that all of these... I mean, playing with an injury, is that going to catch up with him at some point? I was thinking, I was thinking maybe if he went 2-0 or 3-0, would they rest him? And now that they've drawn that last game or tied the last game, I don't think they can afford to. So he, I think he's in. And the Redskins actually look quite a good team. They look a very solid team, good front seven, defensively solid. And then Alex Smith is managing the whole situation. I hate that word because I like Alex Smith a lot, actually. But he's, they look good. First week they looked great. Last week they didn't look so good. But they've got a lot of options. And I think Peterson's back. Well, which is always exciting. Oh, Peterson against the Packers again. Yeah. I forgot all about that. It's exciting. Anytime touchdown score Peterson, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for it. Sure. But I, I still think that you're disrespecting the, uh, the Packers' defense a little bit. You... Oh, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you, but they, they, they played well. The defense played well against the Vikings, who we talked about a little bit earlier, yeah. are almost the full package at this point. Jeff doesn't think that they have an over-the-top receiver, which, uh, I mean, is fair. But... I just think that the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers manages to stay healthy, he, the Packers and the Vikings are going to be the ones in the NFC yeah. fighting for that Super Bowl. But it's the same as last year. If Rodgers goes down, they're not going to do an Eagles. No one's going to come in and save that team because the rest of the team's not good enough. It's all on Rodgers. I just don't think that defense is good enough. But uh, still, I feel like they still could win the division, but it's not good enough without Rodgers. Do you want a little stat? Give me a stat. You know I love a stat. I'm a stat man. The Packers and the Redskins, in their last uh, three matchups have uh, combined for 50-plus points 
in each of those games. Oh, well, that ruins this little stat I had. What did you have? That's a bet I was going to go for. I'm not going for it now after that. What would I go on? Under 42 and a half. Oh, what is it? 11 to 8. But I don't believe it now. But before, I kind of thought it might be a scrappy affair. Well, if you have a look at it, uh, the Packers receivers already have four four um, players that have gone over 100 yards yeah. in, in two games already. So Rodgers is finding, finding a plethora of options. Nice. Um, and the Redskins, I still don't feel... I wanted to put this one to Jeff, but they don't seem to have found their identity yet. No, but I think it's changing. I think they're becoming a running team or a short kind of game team. So you get Peterson, then you bring Chris Thompson and you have Jordan Reed. They're your best players. So everything's revolved around that, which is quite sort of short dump off maybe hand off to the back I think that's a new identity and they could do with getting I don't know what's happened to Josh Doxon he was going to be the, like, the next big receiver going down that good enough speed jump ball expert maybe there's a role for that if you can play this kind of uh, this, this short running game play action Josh Doxon yeah, we also haven't seen much of Jameson Crowder yet. And, no, and Paul Richardson went over, haven't done a lot. Yeah, I mean, Crowder's in a contract year, so he wants to be putting you up You love players in the contract year. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I generally go for on my fantasy team. I'm like, no, it doesn't work, don't years. listen to that. So Jameson Crowder hasn't made it off my bench yet. And you beat me in fantasy as well, that shouldn't be. Well done to me. Yeah, very well. I'm doing well. Are you 2-0? Are you well, I'm in four leagues, actually, and I'm currently 7-1. and one. Oh, good. Good job, buddy. Yes. Well done. Uh, all right. Anything else to talk about? Anything else we like there? Uh, George, uh, Reed, anytime touchdown scorer. Yeah? Yeah. Well, Going to have it. Yeah. Going to have it. All right. Uh, the next 6pm one that I fancy oh, I like here. Oh, one. Do you? Yeah, I do. Go on, then. You introduce it. The Bengals at the Panthers. That's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Carolina Panthers. And these are two sneaky teams. I think the, the Bengals are getting a little bit more coverage now as a good team. Panthers are still quietly sneaky, and I think Christian McCaffrey's about to burst out as well. I'm not sure. I think it's a bit of a toss-up, and I think the odds don't necessarily say that. What do you think? Who have you got? I really don't know. My heart says Panthers, but then my head says Bengals. Which He's just, on the road, your head. On the road. I just, I, everyone's talking about the Bengals as, yeah. this, as this team where Andy Dalton's coming into a bit of form, which we haven't seen in a few years. They've got uh, a nice setup. Tyler Boyd's playing well. Their offensive line looks strong, which yeah. is weird to say for the Bengals. It, none of that makes sense to me. So I'm very confused about the whole thing. But they rank number four in scoring as well. So everything is looking like it's coming up roses for the Bengals. Apart from one thing. Go on. Joe Mixon leads top Russia. He's out for two weeks, minimum. Right. That changed everything, I think. That's, that, that's He makes... I, I, I think he's very, very good. And I think he makes the O-line look a little bit better than it maybe is. And right. I think Dalton's playing well. And he makes that O-line look better as well. So does that swing it to the Panthers for you? That really evens it out. And I've, I'm going to go for the Panthers, yeah. You're going I think Panthers the- at home, I think, are a very hard team to beat. Panthers are 9-13 to 13, uh, yeah. on the nose as a winner there. That seems, seems like fair? Yeah, I think it seems fair. Under 45 and a half, 8 to 11, I think it'll be quite low scoring. Both teams have got pretty good defence, actually. I'll tell you what really has thrown me here. CBS, I was reading about this earlier, CBS have ranked the Bengals up there with the Jags and the Chiefs. What, defence? No, as a a team. And I I read that and I I couldn't get my head around it, but just kind of reading their explanation of things just kind of, I don't know, threw me a little bit. Are you sold now or are you doubting? You are sold. (laughs) I'm not, I don't know what to think anymore, I'm so lost. Uh, But I do, well if you like the Bengals you can have them at 11 to 8. So that's... uh, I've got one cheeky little extra as well. Go on. Bengals half time, Panthers full time, 7 to 1. I think that could happen. Like like, Dalton's on fire, Cam loves to 
Pull it out of the bag. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey's go big. Seven to one. Put your colours to the mast on that one. Nice. I like it. Let's move on to one of the most hotly anticipated games. And no wonder that Sky have taken this one. It's the LA Chargers at the LA Rams. The LA Derby. As, uh, yeah. La as, Derby. As we... La Derby. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, ben, the, uh, the Rams are heavy favourites here. And it's not really any surprise why... Um, Sean McVay's turned them into a free-scoring team that can do a lot on defence as well. They yeah. seem like they seem like a full package at this point. Is there any way that the Chargers come out on top here? I uh, don't really think so. I think the way they controlled the game last week was quite surprising to most as well. They just look really comfortable. The, the defence can shut people down. You've got Aaron Donald rushing through the middle, around the side. You just, and then you've got... You, uh, Peter's had an inception this week, didn't he? Tlaib was making plays. Yeah. So the secondary's got game. The offense is obviously great, and Cooper Cup is stepping up this year as well. Robert Woods, like they just they can throw it to everyone. And I will tell you, um, who is making a big difference as well? I think is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is a big upgrade in that role over Sammy Watkins was. He's offered he offers a lot more. He's not just running straight uh, go routes around the side. He's cu- he's cutting in on shorter routes, and I think he just offers more to that offense. I couldn't agree more. the The best thing about the Rams is that you've got. Um, Brandon Cooks who is a legitimate number one but then you've got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods who they can all be number ones yeah. essentially and so it's so hard to, to script plays against this this offence and try and follow what's going on uh, the Chargers um, have allowed 95 yards per game uh, on the ground so far it's going to be more than that this week and Tog, they're going up against Todd Gurley that is a tough ask yeah. for this Chargers D um, I, I fancy Todd Gurley to, to have a day. Yeah, Joey Bosa missing as well. Yeah, big miss. Like he really does put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that's not that's not in in the Chargers' favour in this week. So if you do fancy the Chargers, they're forty five to seventeen. We haven't sold them there. <laughs> the Rams are obviously heavy favourites at four to eleven, but I just think that's sensible. I think they're uh, minus seven on the spread. Yeah, and and that to me makes sense. I think they're going to go more than that. Like a lot of points in this game. Uh, a lot of points for the Rams. Fifty two and a half overall. Eight to five. I think that could be could be could happen. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Let's take it to Monday Night Football, which is happening on Tuesday in the UK. But we can get over that. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've already talked about Fitzmagic. We've talked about these guys hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are, I mean, frankly, a mess. Ben. Oh, a mess. Uh, Le'Veon Bell still hasn't turned up. Antonio Brown. Uh, He's, he hasn't showed up. Either. He hasn't showed up. He didn't turn up on Monday, and and basically on Twitter said, "Trade me." If you want to trade me. I mean, it that was, was, it was more, a bit tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not good for a team that are 0-1-1, yeah. confusingly enough, and haven't got it going just yet. Now, as a veteran, you don't really write a, like, a snarky comment on Twitter, do you? Saying, oh, Brown wouldn't be able to do this if he didn't have Big Ben. You'd leave that. Like, you put up massive numbers every year. Which tells me that the whole system is, is not well right now. Because there's obviously more to it than that. And... The Steelers, Ben, are in a Super Bowl window. There's no doubt about that. Big Ben is running out of time. Yeah. He is a great player, put up 450 yards in Week 2 against the Chiefs, and yet they still didn't win. That's got to be concerning for all involved, especially head coach Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I think Mike Tomlin's feeling nervy. His press conference aren't looking great these days, and he just looks a, a guy under the gun a bit. And I think yeah, there's a bit of mutiny within the camp, and I don't think that's really helping, but... I don't know, are the Bucks going to fall apart this week? Will it happen? The Steelers are still a very good team. The, the betting's indicator is pretty even. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the, uh, the leader of this Buccaneers ship, see what I did there? Yeah. Nice. Uh, 78.7% completion 
uh, percentage so far, throwing eight touchdowns in his first two yeah, weeks. He's run it 75 yards as well. He's AFC Player of the um, uh, Player of the Week every uh, the last two weeks, which is which is incredible. Did I say AFC? I meant NFC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and and he's just absolutely dominating things. And I mean, he dresses to impress it for oh, press conference. There just seems to be a massive feel good spirit about the Bucks right now and I don't really see why that should end against the end, end against the Steelers. No, I think they've got the they've got the camp. The camp is on on its is helping itself out. And I think we've got a sense of that within hard knocks that we found that was happening, but James Winston maybe was a bit too involved in that. And now everyone's a bit freer and easier and Fitzpatrick just not like doesn't care, but he's just out there balling like like Jeff said, playing with house money at this point. Yeah. So if you fancy the underdogs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the 2-0 underdogs, I should mention, they are 11-10. to 10. But if, like Ben, you think the Steelers are going to turn it around, they are 11-13 to 13 to win this week. Yeah, go all out, half-time, full-time, 13-8, to 8. just smash them out of the game. What, Pittsburgh Steelers? Pittsburgh Steelers, sorry, yeah, 13-8. to 8. Fair enough. Ben, you are. You picked a couple of outlandish ones, don't you? I do I? like an outlandish bet, but some of them have come in, if you've watched a few previous shows, so... Well, we tried out the odds checker treble last week. Ben took a pick, I took a punt, and producer Tom also had a little bet in there as well. And the only person then that came good was the man behind the camera. Why are we here? We need to get in here. Yeah, I went for the Giants, you went for the Panthers. Panthers, and Tom backed his own team, which is a surprising move with the Bucks, and they won again. But all is not lost. We're going to try it one more time. We're not going to try it every week, but this time it's going to come in. I feel good. So, uh, what have we got here, Ben? Do you want to introduce your team first? My team? I went for a road team last week, so I'm going to go and learn my lesson. I'm going to go for a road team again. <laughs> right, good. I'm going to go for the Bengals to win. 7-5. to five. Wow. I think that's just great odds. After everything I said about the Bengals earlier, I'm throwing them in. Right, okay. Good, good luck. You're throwing me off there. I am going to go for the Los Angeles Rams at minus 7.5 points at evens because I just, I just don't think the Chargers are going to hang around. Uh, and Tom has backed Super Bowl champions Philadelphia Eagles at minus 7 points to bounce back this week. That's also at evens. So that treble, you'll be able to see that nice little price just here. Think we're going to win this week, Ben? Uh, yes, I do. We are starting to, uh, starting to get into the groove bit. We won a couple last week. So, uh, John Brown, any time? John Brown, any time was one of them. Uh, Jaguars, half time, full time. Right. So, we're going to definitely talk about all the bets we win and maybe. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Jeff, who, uh, who dialed in all the way from Canada. We appreciate it. Ben, it's going to be a big week of NFL, big week of betting. Look forward to it. Always.